Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Constos Convos Podcast. Welcome, folks, to today's episode. This one I'm quite pleased that has came about and not so much this order. Well, I'm glad that it's in this order, just for personal reasons, but we had Greg at Celtic previously on the show and this week we've got another good friend of mine. We've got a lot of friends. Everybody's a good friend of mine because that's what I say all the time, but me and Kirk go way back and Kirk is a photographer like myself and he's living the dream, but the rest of us are just all shooting weddings and stuff, trying to live our dream, but he, from day one, wanted to be a football photographer, boyhood heroes as well, so it's just that extra special, isn't it, mate? How you doing? I'm good, Brian, how are you? I'm good, mate. You are living the dream. Yeah. We go back, we went to college, so met you probably about 2002, 2002, maybe 2001. Can't remember that far back. Uh, Clay I'm Bank, trying to blow you out. Clay College, right? 2002, met you, and pretty much from day one, you know, everybody in the class, the first thing you get asked is like, you know, what, in fact, I think it was the first thing I think Bob asked was, you know, introduce yourself and tell us why you want to do photography or what you want to become, and everyone ran through, and you said you wanted to be a football photographer, didn't you? Yeah, that's And I says, you got it, man, and I says, I want to do music, done a wee bit, but you actually pay your bills and do a living. How long have you been doing it for? Photography or being at Rangers? Well, you never done for you like me. You never done photography before, did you? You joined no. the course. Yeah, I joined the course. There was a few of the older ones that kind of done a wee bit. Yeah, but you were like me, just blagged it or what? Why did Why did you do photography? Well, when I first left, well, going back, my dad's mate growing up was a photographer, and he had his own business, stroke printing business, and he was loaded flash. Just cash then. Funny. The worst time to get into photography I, for. I, especially now. But anyway, his we, name was Dougie McGregor. Okay. Um, and I used to I used to go to football with him, Rangers games. Did he photograph or just going no, to games? No, he was just going to games. And right, I used okay. to go with him, but he was a photographer. Now, when I was 15, I actually asked him for a job. But he said I was too young and I had no experience. So Did he have other guys working for him and he stuff? He other guys working for him, yeah. And his printing business at the time. I don't think he took as many photographs then as what he did. Do you know a lot of days, I know another guy, he used to do printing and I think most of his income came from that, but rather yeah. than paying a photographer to do jobs and yeah. stuff, they kind of said, I'll just do it. Yeah. So was he a good photographer, but? I don't know. Because yeah, going back, point, he didn't he was, have he the business then. Right. It was more the printing business and it was just off Renfield Street. No, it was in the right. centre. Aye, proper you know, It was a proper office. What do you mean printing like? Handing your your photos in to get printed or printing commercial jobs? Commercial jobs, yeah. Right, I didn't know that. It's funny, we all had a wee spark. I kind of, I always talk about this as well, going it because I like music and I used to love looking through like album covers and I love movies and I just thought the whole photography thing, I'm like, I would really like to try that. And I knew even at that age, is like, you know, if I go, you know, if I don't become a photographer, I know I gave it a shot, I'm young enough to do something else, but I just thought. <laughs> Just seemed like a really cool thing. Why most people get into photography, yeah. but they days not as much, mate. And you'd seen that, so I just I kind of blagged it as well. And then, but I, when I first left school, I actually tried to get into Clyde Bank, and I was sixteen. Uh-huh. And my mum took me up to get me onto the course. Uh-huh. But Bob McEwen was the lecturer then as well, and he said at the time I was too young. Didn't so like you wanted to do it for a while then? Yeah. Oh man, I remember you because <laughs> the first day started, you had like a baseball cap on, and again of spoken about my love for hip-hop and I'm like, oh, you like hip-hop, mate? And you're like, no, nah, mate, no, nah, mate. <laughs> oh, that was, it was a long time ago. 
we done college and I would guess maybe a class of it 20 odd 20 first started at least yeah. right obviously you get people drop off dead quick but a lot of people are the 20 odd people it was only me you and an our boy that actually completed their HND you know the three years of study yeah and I remember and this ties in with this podcast too because Kirk's quite he's a super confident guy but he hates talking in crowds and he's only talking to me the day so he's shitting his pants a wee bit but what's that smell yeah, I can smell it, mate. That's where I said it. <laughs> what was I saying? Now? I just went off track. The smell of your just the three of us. Uh, well, and again, just even with me, I was so surprised that I'd done it better than the three of us, and I thought that was some achievement. And you obviously, I didn't know you were into it before me for that long, but that was quite a journey for you as well, mate, to yeah. go through that because you worked press as well, didn't you? Yeah. For maybe five years, maybe. Um, longer. Six years or something like that. I done that. See, that's something I else I failed at. I failed at that as well because press, to be honest, I think to be a photographer in those days, being a press guy probably was the most exciting, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you'd done music, you'd done like big stories, yeah. you'd done movie business, anything that required a bit of press, which in the days was all through the newspaper. Yeah. You'd seen some cool stuff because I'd done it. I wasn't, I was a bit naive in the days and I couldn't even drive. I didn't own my own camera and a guy took me on to do work through... I think he was good pals with an old uh, guidance teacher of mine. Right. Uh, a boy, I think. No, no, this doesn't change or anything, but Mr. Ingalls, I think he was a Jewish man, right? Really f- intelligent guy. And he was really fair with me, man. And, and obviously in school, I just wasted my time. I wasn't a bad kid, but obviously disrupt something. So you're getting punishment, exercise, detention, blah, blah. I just being a daft boy, but he stuck by me. He's like, I think you should be an architect. And I'm like, right, man. I just want a job in a building saying I need some money. But he actually put a word in for me. He was good pals. He went to university with the guy that owned the press agency. Right. So he put a good word in for me. A photographer that can't drive with no camera. He must have said the right things to me anyway. But I kind of, I done okay, but I was too naive. I wasn't ready for it anyway. Yeah. And it came too soon. So maybe you waiting as well probably helped. Yeah. Because I think I became better because sometimes you need a kick in the balls. You either rise up from and go like, I know I'm going in mad tangents, but that's a big thing with like uh, the UFC and boxing. Where the big difference is boxing, your career's ruined if you lose, isn't it? Yeah. In some cases, almost that yeah. you use a big, you lose your box office appeal. But UFC guys can take a lot of losses, but losses make you better in most instances from learning from your mistakes. Obviously, a lot of some people put their head down and never come back. But but your stuff is good, man. You you kind of because you're not a geek. I'm quite geeky with photography. I like stuff like I've. You've only started on Instagram probably the last couple of years or no, something. I don't know. Maybe four. But five years I got ago. you into it because yeah, you oh, weren't really. And I'm like, mate, you need to go on. Yeah. You can find sources yeah. of inspiration that are so tailor made yeah. to what you dig. Yeah. And we both like urban stuff, and I'm not like cityscapes, the darkness and moody sort of cool photography, and obviously the football and things. So you can. It's just dead inspiring into it. That yeah. way, it's like a wee book that you can look through. So I don't mean like you didn't know your stuff, but photographers like are heavy geeky when they talk about equipment and yeah. stuff. And I'm a 50-50, mate, because I kind of do it for a living, but I'm a wee bit geeky still. But you've got all the gear, you've got the monster 400 mil You need lenses. that, though. You do need that, Brian. Especially shooting sport. You do. You need the big lenses, etc. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to get the shots. And that's the problem when students leave college. Uh-huh. You know, all this stuff costs thousands and thousands of pounds. Yeah. And even nowadays... Well, that one lens costs thousands yeah. and thousands. Yeah. 
And that's why even nowadays it's harder now because there's no many staff jobs going about in press, etc. So for these people now that leave college, how are they going to fund this equipment? Ah, that's true, mate. Well, I got my break as well. Because there's very, very I few can afford my, jobs my stuff now. either. Like, I didn't get it for press. And then even when I got a job in the studio to run the studio, remember I worked with Michael in the old yeah. place in Claybank? That was just a small kind of place. But I learned so much. See, working with Mick, like the first, I, like, I, obviously I'd broken gently because I just loosely around and kind of annoy him till he kind of says, listen, mate, you're here all the time. Do you want to get paid to watch the shop? So I probably got to know him over the space of, you know, like three months or something. And then he got me in and see, hitting the ground running, like he was just like, whoa, this guy can kind of do a few things. So he was like, mate, you do this, I'll, I'm off. And he was trying to become an entrepreneur and he'd done well doing a lot of stuff, but photographically learned so much from him, like how to talk with people, how to deal with people, things to look out for, putting yourself in the client's mind. I probably learned more three months than three years. It called you, just says, because you don't even realize these things, you know, you're just... College, I think it probably just shows people that you're willing to commit to something to complete yeah. it. You're not really coming out knowing that much. You talk about these lenses, like, they're not even easy to use, mate. They're, they're like scopes off a rifle, aren't they? It's yeah. like the, you need extra support. It's hard to frame. I don't know how many times I've missed opportunities when I first started doing the football, you know, and then somebody had scored and they jumped up right in front of me and I'm like, ah, I've got a 200mm lens on. You can't get angle. <laughs> so I, again, just knowing it's like, see, when you do the football, do you that you'll know certain aspects of the game that you must be ready, but it's hard because you can't switch off in case you miss something because no, things to, happen, man. You need to photograph everything, basically, because like one of the writers will say, oh, I need a picture of blah, blah, blah going off, even just a substitution. You yep. need to cover everything, really. Anything that happens on the park, you need to get a picture of. Like, that was a big feeling me because I'm a bit of a dreamer, so you're like, oh, <laughs> space early. Like, Did you get him sent off after he scored the goal and stuff? Was, don't get me wrong, I was like that when I first started. Yeah, but that's the biggest nervous thing. Like, yeah. we both photographed for Livingston back in the day, and they were successful back in the day. Yeah. And when I first started, I had an old camera that you can even bump up the ISO, you know, in the dark nights without it just falling to bits it was slow as anything so i'd photograph maybe two shots and then it'd go in the buffer and it'd stop shooting and i've had guys like score right in front of me brother teams and stuff and they're like ah, i can't get this picture so that was dead nervous but mate, you're basically turned on for the full 90 minutes yeah yeah definitely you need to be because as i said they can score a goal in the first few seconds mate did there's they, been time listen listen did they still do the cheat they what? used to do a cheat thing when i was if a boy missed a shot, one of the good guys, one of your pals would maybe slide over a wee photograph. No, I don't do that. I've never done no, that. No, mate, you're too hardcore, aren't you? No, I've never done that. You've heard of that, have not you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Some of the boys shoot pictures, yeah. So many many photographs you shoot, like, over the course of a game? Over a game, it just depends. You can be anything from 4,000 to 7,000, 8,000. Because I've got four cameras at a game. So I've got a remote camera behind the goal. I've okay. I've got 400, I've got the 70 to 200, and I've got a wide angle. So wow. I can shoot anything, as I said, from 48. The most thi- the, the thing that I used to give you so much respect for, because obviously I've done a few games, mostly through yourself, you know, helped me do a lot of football games and getting the stuff over. Like Most of the time I'm doing it, I'm not having to send it over as quick, but you guys are downloading as well and you're going through yeah. them and you're sitting at the laptop around the side, you know, pitch side, looking through stuff, getting pies and things flung at you, but getting the photograph over, wired over to, I guess, whoever's publishing the photograph. And I was just like, that's that's a pressure as well, man. Yeah, sometimes so you're multitasking, you're like trying to watch games and I see guys looking through stuff. That's the thing, sometimes you can miss a goal that way. <sighs> that would be a way, oh, it's man. annoying, I know. It's happened before and it will happen again. Things will happen. You can't capture everything, but it is such a, especially you photographed a lot of big games as well, man. 
and you know that these places are the atmosphere is just such a buzz you could you could lose yourself couldn't you you know yeah. you're doing 50,000 every game yeah that's something I was telling people like I go to games you know maybe we're doing living games it would only be when certain teams like your Celtic Rangers and Hearts would come to town that it would really you know fill out and stuff but when you go to Ibrox and Parkhead for like photographing you're like whoa especially on a European night it's yeah, totally just different Man, you can feel it, it's brilliant. That's it, man. That's the kind of highlight for me, like capturing and there's a, what a good buzz when you get a good picture. Like you've got a great eye as well and seeing you get a money shot. Yeah. That must be such a good feeling because you see that precise time. Just there's so many aspects you can't control, you know what I mean? Most of the times as a photographer you're kind of controlling the scene and you're just capturing that and seeing you do get it, what a buzz. Yeah. The annoying thing is when that celebration goes the opposite way though. That's frustrating. you got to start talking to the players, mate, and say, listen, guys, <laughs> run to I've tried. Ah, but you've had guys as well. I've seen guys kind of go out the way. They're good with you, aren't they? Yeah. Another thing I like as well, you do, that I wanted to bring up as well, is like you, especially your training stuff, like seeing you, you get to travel a lot of your job, right? Rangers are traveling all over. But training, you've got a bit more time to do stuff. Yeah, exactly. But nothing that's really there that you need to, if you miss something... Yeah. You know. ah, but sometimes you can be creating something that's maybe not as dynamic as well but some of the stuff you do is like with your creative stuff like your lines and the stuff I've seen what I'm going to get mixed up what you brought in Portugal or something maybe a couple of years ago last year they were there was that the pictures that you'd done with the sunset like you'd done a lot of silhouettes oh that was in um, Tenerife oh that was the oh that was nice yeah mate they, they were stupendous yeah. man seeing you like that's what happens when you get good light though good light right equipment a guy who's been photographing for years I was like wow man I see all your stuff through Instagram yeah do you know I, what I mean that you was just... lucky though because I was actually up editing pictures and um, actually went back down <laughs> and forgot something and I seen the sun I was like wow look at that it was that running for your camera it was just luck you know all the other press guys missed it it was only me that got the silhouettes oh mate they <laughs> so, were just that that for me that that's my favourite stuff. Seeing you do stuff, it's creative yeah. but still technical. And somebody looks at it, you're like, yeah, that's, I love a silhouette, that's as you know, Brian. Another one that you done actually I really liked was I'm gonna see if I can remember. Was it North Carolina or something? You went yeah. pre-season. Yeah, you captured a lot of wicked stuff there as well. Even your personal stuff, because like Kirk obligated to shoot for the club and stuff, but you get to travel. Kirk, as a keen photographer, you're just shooting some amazing stuff as well. You know, the, the even the colours they were kind of. Yeah, it was far too it's, hot though. Is that what it was? It was oh, bright. It was horrendous. It was humid far too during hot. there, I think. Yeah. I know like wedding photographers that stay during that neck of the woods and see they they've got some days they don't shoot outside, right? Yeah. Like you're sort of Spaniards with their siesta, like they don't do certain things, but it's funny I heard they have to be so med- meticulous with what they wear. Yeah. Right down to what socks and stuff, your feet sweating, what shoes to wear, because you'll get blisters, because you're just constantly, you're just at a sweat on you, because yeah. it's that humidity. Within two minutes, you were, you were soaking a sweat. Oh man, that would suck. Yeah. But it was worth it, mate, eh? pictures, maybe you need a wee bit of... Yeah, that was a good trip, that was a good trip. Yeah, mate, I've seen, seen a lot of that stuff, you know. One of the games, a uh, storm rolled in, and the game had to get put back, and I don't know if you've seen... So, the... I mean, who, who are you playing over there, the local teams? Well, they're playing... Or somebody else flying in? Uh, Charleston Battery at the time. Are and they like, top flight? I don't think so, no. What are these teams, like, the whole American thing, like, I've been talking about, it's just American sports, the way they're set up, like, I'd done a wedding for a boy a while back, he, he, was, a, he was a coach for the women's team over there. In one of the universities, and it was just that was like you could just tell his whole that 
the way he was talking, it was definitely the highlight of his life, out with, obviously, his loved one, special occasion was then, but he was dying to go back. I'd done another wedding with a girl. She was one of the women football players at Rangers that went to study in Boston, and again, the way she talked about it, see the opportunities and what the Americans have got set up over there yeah. for the sports. I bet you, even that team, you're saying, not top flight, I bet like the facilities and stuff are just mind-blowing, you know? Yeah, the facilities are always good in America for everything, even for college football and all that. You but know they, that? They, they generate a lot of money, I think that's a yeah. big thing now, they're saying that the, these like boys are not getting paid. Do you know what I said? When you think about that, I can totally understand that school, you should, obviously you should get paid for your work, but I can understand school level, you just don't get paid, right? You don't want to corrupt young people, but guys at college, man, no, not know. getting paid. And these the attendance are like 80,000 plus. I don't know Generate that. M- Generate millions and millions. Like, and these college teams, like uh, the Fighting Irish and North, I think, is it maybe North Carolina? You've probably seen the apparel because it's like a nice kind of light blue with a dark blue. So they sell like millions of merch. They get huge gates. See the money they generate, right. and th- these boys don't get paid. But at college, you should be getting weighed in. Definitely, you know, like when you started at college. In fact, you shot, you shot for was it you? Did you know shoot for a studio, quite a high end sort of studio at the time, which everybody was trying to get? No, I was just being an assistant at the time. That's what I mean. Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 that's what people forget. I think a lot of people, like, I get people asking to work with me and they're just out of college and they're sending me the photographs. And that's fine. We honestly see, like, a keen eye and stuff. But at that level, you're not shooting. No. You're there to soak it up a wee bit and yeah. see the mannerisms and the rhythms of doing the job. Yeah. Because there's no, not being nasty, the stuff's just not to that standard. And you wouldn't be like, oh, definitely. It's more just showing, like, enthusiasm and how you could apply yourself. If you're a cool guy to be around. Nobody wants to work with a dick. But... You, did you you worked quite a big one, didn't you? Studio. Ah, you had yeah, some like, yeah. good shots. Uh, Bill Solkeld, his name was. He was, you know... Did that kind of help you? Like, see, you get the Rangers job? Like, I don't even spoke no, about like, how really. do you get? How do you get... The Rangers job. The Rangers job. Well, I was dead lucky. I was at the Evening Times uh, at the time freelancing. Uh-huh. And um, a photographer called Peter Sandground um, had actually been offered the Rangers job. And uh, you threatened Peter, him. Peter wasn't into football, really. No, and um, luckily for me, really good photographer. I take it yeah, if there was often with her uh, that background. Luckily for me, he put my name forward for it. So wow, I'll get Peter to thank. And if you ever hear of this, Peter, thank you. Wow, um, we get we've all got that one guy that yeah. gives us a break, you know. So, and that, I didn't know that either, mate. Yeah, that was what happened. So, I went for an interview, um, and then I waited about three weeks before I heard. absolutely bricking it, yeah. But me and, me and my wife are actually lying in Ibiza. Oh, hard life, mate. And like that just phoned them. And I phoned them and they were actually going to just phone me the next day. So it was, I was overwhelmed and wow. delighted. What a buzz, man, in Ibiza. Yeah. Oh, wow, what a buzz, mate. Nah, On holiday as well. And just, because I guess you probably felt a wee bit distant from it as well. So you're a wee bit more anxious because you're yeah. not like back home. Like, what if they can't phone me or whatever? Yeah. It's been amazing, mate. You've been there for how long? You're old, it's fucked now, so you kind of, 11 years, because you're older than me. Seen a lot. Kirk is quite a bit older than me. <laughs> Don't look it, though. <laughs> oh, no, mate, you're just a pup. What was I going to ask there? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Remember that time you'd sent a few photographs over to me, and I think it was, was it the snow or something? You'd photographed goalposts. Yeah, goals, football goals. Well, you know... If I say goals, people might not know what I mean. Football pitch, yeah, goal, post, and bars. 
you sent me right and I thought they were amazing just a simple photograph of the lines but you've been doing you've been, you've been shooting them for years man you've simply because in Scotland if you look about when I grew up all the football pitches were full you go about now all the football pitches are empty I was laughing my uncle right just just to sidetrack like he when I was young it was a lot of gravel pitches right yeah and next to us was the gravel pitches because they were very sturdy and yeah you know robust but be honest mate the the, the bounce was shit yeah you know falling over sucked you know get the gravel I, and that's what I, I said you know, we talk about mold masters right that's an all-weather football <laughs> it's basically like a mini basketball I know the ones that if somebody passes you basketball and you catch it wrong, you stave your finger, man, that's <laughs> what they played football with. And I'm like, I, I remember coming over and I'm like, Scott, and I'm like, is that how people play football? Because in Canada, we didn't play football as much, but football to me, like, it was the old black and white sort of football. And we had a couple of them, like, I had, I've got family that uh, live in Switzerland that worked for FIFA, so they used to send over bits and balls, used to get footballs, obviously crackers, came to Scotland and they're like, oh, you can play for the football team, you're the big guy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm shit. And they're like, <laughs> I'll be your big. And I remember playing in the football. Luckily, they did have a grass pitch, but I remember we went to high school and they did the gravel pitch and I just, mate, I wasn't interested, man. No, Seeing a Sunday, sorry, a Saturday morning, freezing cold, we've all spoken about it. You're just, you're Baltic. You've got the shorts and they were short shorts in the days, weren't they? Yeah. Mad shitty, uncomfortable strips, probably raining on gravel with a mold master and they're like to be fair it was just boys that were a lot harder than me man and I'm like you can go for it if you're enjoying this man I want to go back to the house so I wasn't into it so and, and see if the mold master got wet when you were a wee kid you couldn't kick it for mate they were just they're, they're, like, people talk about like the problems with like Scotland's not as good as football and stuff for blah 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 but that's one that must be one of them I bet a lot of boys scared gave off up for the mold master. but then again all the hard guys back in the day were Scottish but everybody played and their people played different stuff now as well but going back it was my uncle says he was talking about a pitch and he says it's quite good now he says because they don't, they don't not keep them anymore so they're all growing up with grass he says no you just need to cut it and it'll be a grass pitch the synthetic stuff's great man like we like Jackie boy trains two nights a week and I'll be charging once. kids to play football well, mate, but we pay, right. uh, sorry, not that much every month for him, and what he gets is amazing. So I, I don't bother too much. The conditions are good. You know, it's well run. Guys give up a lot of their time and do it. Like, we've got two coaches currently at his team, and they're just, it's, you're an unsung hero, man. There's so much time and effort going in together and dealing with the politics of a big group of people and trying to do the best for the boys and people so invested in the boys that, you know, people become irrational and stuff when it comes to their own kids and things. So you just, you deal with so much and we're very lucky. And for the amount of money, they don't make any money. I think it's fantastic. Like he plays Durn Home Park. Yeah. Which is a, a good wee setup. They just renovated that. So I love going there. We Sammy comes, he plays all the time. And back in the day, if you played in the gravel, you, it was just, you couldn't wear certain studs on it. They'd rip you apart or just different. Like you come off the things that you don't even get dirty. You've got a few, a few black... Get the black studs in the balls, you know what I mean? It's perfect conditions, man. I wanted yeah, also... I've photographed the goals anywhere I've went throughout Europe. Oh, the goals, sorry. We're talking about the goals, the right? I've been in Europe, so I've photographed goals everywhere, so... But, mate, I, I know you've got those ones, and I do like them, and I'm sure I think, mate, but I think the Scottish ones, the, these goals that you photograph, in, like, snowy conditions, run-down conditions, just... All basically all the same shape and it's just the surroundings different time of the year like 
you should I'll, I'll help you mate I'll, we'll go through them you need to create a book with that book. I think people would like I, I think don't think I've got enough yet how many you I don't know how many I've got obviously you'd have to do like a huge amount and then you whittle it down yeah. keep on whittling it down you would left with the strongest but you've been doing that for years man and I see lots of them crop up I know and it's hard to try and come up with something different because it is a goal you've done so sta- much it just stands the same so every that, time I go somewhere and I see a cool one I keep wondering going like oh, I need to write this down for cook I know, I've had people texting me pictures before. I know, this I is, do that This more. is this goal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, where is that? I need to go and find it. That's cool because people used to, I used, I went through the wee phase of the, you know, we both like that as well. We like the graffiti. Yeah. And it looks good for photographing. Yeah. And graffiti is good for photographing anytime. It's, it's, it's amazing. But I found brilliant. it fun just going, especially in Scotland, that I'm not even talking about the urban stuff that you probably get, you know, the small tags and stuff. Like in Scotland, it's more people are going to run down castles and uh, St. Peter's, the old seminary, yeah. that you go to these amazing hidden locations, which is fun in itself, the adventure, and you're going to find some really good art. These guys are taking their time and they're doing the f- sort of photorealism stuff and just... I enjoyed that whole process. Everything was good. You get photographs. You'd go with some people, like, meet up with them, get cool pictures of that as a background. And uh, I'd done that project for a while, and it's just when you'd say people send you stuff, I, to this day, I'm not offended. Stuff. Like, Liam sent me one the other day, and he says, right. check out my brother. I've kind of fallen away with that, because that then, in turn, going to these wicked places, I was going to more far-fung places in Scotland, like the, the Isle of Sky. We'd remember we'd done that festival yeah. up there. We photographed it. These places, that kind of overtook all that, and now it's more I'm interested in really cool landscapes and stuff from traveling. I do like the the um, the graffiti stuff, and I still shoot it. Uh, we are, oh, no, it was you, actually. We went out and you showed the, some of the newer stuff that I've been missing. Uh, some guys have done the coronavirus ones and yeah. things. Uh, so I, cool. I like going out to great for a backdrop. And that other place, in fact, the the venue... Was that music oh, venue? Oh, SWG3. It, yeah. Aye, there's some cool graffiti down there. I've took a couple of players down there and done some photographs. They are really amazing. See the ones that we'd seen along the, yeah. the archways and yeah. stuff. Like yeah. that, I, I'm also getting older. Like I used to be like, just like any graffiti was good. You know, like I liked all the West Coast sort of Chicano gangster stuff, yeah. you know, the old English stuff. But most I look back now and I'm like, it's just, it's a mess. Some of it, I still like the culture and that, but all that tagging and writing your name quickly in walls, I'm not into that stuff. But see the stuff they've done up, that's amazing, man. I know. And Absolutely. see the stuff that boy Smug Rogue One have done. Yeah. Like they're, and they are getting good money for these pieces, but they should be way done because see the amount of interest it brings into certain areas. You go up there and you see people going there, they're like photo tourists. And it's good that nobody's vandalized them. Mate, I honestly heard bad would you feel if you seen something like that. It spent just, hours. I have seen there. a few of these ones and you're like, what are you doing, man? That's, are you that delusional or are you just a mean person <laughs> to ruin? Because yeah. we've seen ones... See, I would love I would love for graffiti like that to be around about Irox, but you know somebody's going to deface it. Yeah, that's that. you know what, mate? You, you coming on here, I really do appreciate it because I know like, like you're nervous, so I, I really appreciate you coming to do this with me. Yeah. Because... As I get older, mate, like I grew up in Canada, obviously as a young boy, and I came here and I get sucked into the whole Rangers and Celtic thing. And for as fantastic they both are, that there's you've got that element of people that it's a negative for them rather than a positive thing in their life, right? But it runs so deep in Scotland. It's just such a passionate thing. Like that's why I'm happy you could come on because I'm a Celtic fan, but I wanted to represent both clubs as well because I've got a lot of friends and family that are Rangers supporters, and I don't like that whole venomous thing that's attached with some of these people. God, I've I've actually had a hard time off some uh, f- friends for photographing Ibrox and things like what are you going there for? And I'm like, yeah, I work, I do work for Rangers. The stuff that you see is amazing. I'm like, this 
is what I wanted to do photography. I wanted to be in positions I normally wouldn't be. Like I was working in factories, mate, and doing. I didn't want to be in the same place all yeah. the time. I wanted to go out there and meet. Like I done this shoot at Rangers that they had. Forgive me, his first names escaped me, but a uh, Middleton, the SAS guy. Now he's a big Rangers fan. Ant Middleton. Ant Middleton, right? Yeah. He's a he's a big Rangers fan, and he get a tour around. You have to remember that this guy is SAS. He's on the telly. This guy is the full package. You know, his partner's top notch. He knows everything that's happening. So there's we got to do a tour of the Rangers, you know, training facility, which is just brilliant, man. Just high tech, just bright, clean, beautiful place, right? So you're going around shadowing a guy like this, trying to get good shots. You're meeting Stevie G, walking through, seeing how he reacts with people getting the photographs. And the photographs are brilliant. I got some really good photographs that day. And I'm like, why would anybody not want me to do that? You know what I mean? That's why I got into this game to do it. Obviously, I'd love to do the Celtic thing, but, you know, amazing. Things that I would never have got to do and see if I wasn't, you know, didn't know guys like you that got me in. And even the, the training stuff, it's amazing to watch them train. I love the, like, the, like, seals in there, the way they keep stuff up. Yeah. And I'm trying to hit, like, this is not a reoccurring thing of the podcast. I always talk about Jackie Boys football, but it's because me, Jack, and Sam are right into it, and there's a really good collective uh, bunch of people. I just want to keep on hitting home like, mate, these guys train hard. Yeah. They do it every day. And seeing you so do that, yeah. So they are athletes, right? So they're fit. These people are the cream, you know, taking off so many people that are they get the correct amount of drive. Obviously, some are more troublesome than others, but these guys know how to work and see if you get some guy doing that day in, day out. Seeing you see the stuff that they can do for football. It's amazing, especially so close. And I have to keep on telling Jack, I says, listen, mate, that's why these guys are good. Just whatever you choose in life is practice and practice. That's it. I wish I'd been a professional footballer. Mate, you know it's like... That's why I, get, I wanted to photograph it, because it's every little boy's dream, especially growing up in Glasgow. That's what I've said. It's like You yeah. are living the dream, because deep down, right, there's a certain age you're like, God, this is not going to be easy to become a professional football yeah. player, right? But you've done the next best thing, and you? have done what Greg have done. You work and are a representative of something that brings nothing but joy to you, you know what I mean? Yeah, look forward to getting up and going into my work every day. Oh, mate, just something that says, the stuff that you post up, like, we should maybe, you should get, what is your Instagram, man? People need to see this stuff. Like, you post stuff up, like, I don't think you publicise your stuff enough. I don't And there's a lot of guys, because I speak to boys who are big Rangers fans, and I bum you up, you know what I mean? I will tell people, like, oh, my mate's a photographer, and they know. A lot of them do know your name there, and they, they see your photographs. Um, I don't know what mine is to be honest is it Captain 76 you know what mate? I'll, I'll need to put it is that that's your main sort of social thing yeah. with your photograph Captain with a I'll K put it in, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the comments as well right. because that's where you start want to throw in people all the abusive comments nah mate that just that probably from me <laughs> another thing like you see some of these guys that make a living from doing that Instagram thing no, I, I know don't. more people were but See these guys, they're living the dream as well. They're getting to travel the, wor- the world, they're getting sponsorship, they're getting all the free gear to... Yeah, I, like, I just like to post maybe one picture per game, one picture per training session. Sometimes I'll put... Because the training on ones you've put on, yeah. the slidey ones. Yeah, depends how many good shots you get from the game. Yeah, it's true. A game might not get anything good, but then nah. you can go to a game and get Goals. 30 great images and you're like, oh, I need to narrow it down. So sometimes I just pick the one, the best. What, well, what I think is the best. I guess you've not got, you won't have a lot of your shots then because you shoot too much. No, you, I know. I, I like, I keep all my photographs. Do you? Aye, man. I, I, the only ones that I, I did find hard in that at the time, I didn't know how it would be because I just started it. 
and I'm, I'm a bit beyond the not the photographs are probably one of the best but I met some really cool people doing the press not cool but interesting people and I wish I had a lot of them but I never had them because uh, I was just shooting and downloading it to his computer so I never but now obviously every photograph I take out with that I've got like people are like you still get these wedding pictures and I'm like I've got them all right. I've, I've got I've even got the old Negs ones that the pre-digital ones see I used to save everything but now I don't there's just too much as made like I'd done a big migration with all the hard drives there and I bought I think they were um, I would guess about 10, 10 terabyte two of them yeah and I migrated over old hard drives that were just sitting in the drawer. And I always tell people, like, I've wrote articles and stuff about this, that it's not a case of if your hard drive dies, it's a case of when. It's yeah. the moving parts. So I think, I get paranoid. Like, you're the same as me, mate. I've got three kids. You've got two kids. Your photographs of your kids are spectacular, right? You think so? I would, How hard is it to photograph kids, though? That's why I've even got such a high appreciation. I do know, mate. They are hard, especially at certain My ages. always like that. Oh, why fed don't up. you do uh, photographing kids on the side? I'm like, it's so frustrating. It's, it's really tough. I know, it's, it's horrendous. They can play games with you. They can be not yeah. interested. Yeah. It could be so many things, right? It's your stuff's brilliant, but I, I get paranoid that I get like, the full... Don't do as much as, that, as I used to, but I, I photograph so much of their lives that I think I, I don't want to lose them, man. So yeah. I've, I've kept all that, but there are tons, and I'm just, I am just feel as if moving it from one hard drive to the next. But this one, it was quite good that I shifted basically all my back catalogs onto one hard drive and then mirrored it. So I've got two copies and then also share a few in the Most cloud. Most of mine are up the law from DVDs. DVDs, man. I know. I've actually got a few there. That's a good point. I think I've got a few. I did go through and I did rip a few ones because I've got early ones from like Livingston. They were all DVDs right. and CDs. Remember that? I used to burn a CD for him, for the designer guy. And send it in. Aye, that's what I used to do. I'm sure I used to email them as well, though. But it was n- nothing compared to now. I mean, you're just starting off, you probably. Uh, it would get special requests to send some emails and stuff, but I used to just do that. And I'm like, fuck, that's crazy, man. I know. How everything's changed. Like, we, going back to when we started, that was the end of an era. Yeah. You were a big black and white guy as well. I love black and white, even now I love black and white. But we both do as a style, but I remember, like, being in a dark room yeah. with a proper paper, creating it, burning it in, and just getting a, it was like a piece of art. Well, it is a piece of art, but I just, I think I'd quite like to get back into printing maybe digitally. I know it's not the same, but you can get really good inkjet printers that you can print stuff. I want to get back into that sort of... Dark room and start doing own prints because they're not the same being everywhere. Mate. Even if you do ones of the kids, and I do every so often, stick in a box, make a wee book. I want to get back into like uh, Mark, who was in the podcast, the first one. Yeah. Now he's he's a very generous uh, generous guy as well, but he does he he prints stuff off and he gives people stuff. Right. Like pictures he'll take of you and he'll, he'll pass on to people, and he knows what it means. And he's getting quite into it now, but I'm thinking I'd quite like to do that again, and like especially black whites. But even I'm further doing stuff, you know, for our people throwing stuff in frames, but it's all small stuff. It's a time work, Brian, doing black and white prints. It's like expensive as well, yeah, man. I used to have a print a dark room in the house when we were at college, and it was a time. What house? The house when I stayed in the Highland Road. The West End? Yeah, I used to have a, a dark room. And so you did, man. You were hardcore, man. Aye, but it took forever to get one print when you can knock one up in 30 seconds now if you do it digitally. No, no. You know, I was actually, I've been trying to tell people, it's like you have to worry about the temperature, the dilution, yeah. you know, the time that it's out, how you dries, transfer it, dries. streaks, yeah. the cost of the chemicals, harder they get. Bit of dust. Oh, the dust, man. <laughs> Do you remember you used to get the, it was like a paintbrush yeah. with the ink and you if there was any dust on the neg and stuff, you would blot that out. I do miss it, but I don't think I'd ever do it again. 
I think it'd be nice if I think maybe this would be a wee business idea for you. Although I think a few people done it'd be nice to have a one that was set up that was kind of maintained that people could go in and book a wee slot that you could print some off. But then again, I'm not using negs. Do you know what I used to like when people used to shoot rolls of thirty five millimeter in a medium format camera and fill the frame? Yeah, I like that. You were into an R camera that I liked. Is remember the X Pan? Yeah, it was Hasselblad. The panoramic one mm. I had. Yeah, I took that to Australia with me. Did you have one of them? Never pulled it out of the bag. Did you have one? Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I That's bought a one beautiful when I went camera. to Australia for a year. And one roll of film on. That's one of the few film cameras that's kind of retained some sort of monetary value. Right, okay. Because you get absolutely pieces of engineering genius that are just people, they're paperweights, people are, there's nothing but, I've seen a, I've seen a beat up one, the X-Pan, and it went for a decent bit of cash, because they're getting rare. Because it's a hassle bad though. Do you know actually what that unit is, but it, it was designed by Fuji. Oh, Can you see right? it now? Okay. With yeah. their newer ones, you could see where they took that sort of retro look and went with it. The, Fuji designed that camera. Right, okay. So you kind of looking at it, that was, that was basically a 35mm film camera, but it had a panoramic view, and it also took it, because a lot of panoramics, they cheat, they just crop the top and the bottom. Yeah. But that one gave you an extra wider amount on the film strip, so yeah. you got medium format sort of photographs. I think I've still got a roll up the stair. Undeveloped? No, developed, sitting up the loft somewhere. I know, sure that's, I that's where photographs sit. And then people, they, they are so powerful and it says, unfortunately, you know, things change, but you get that photograph back from somebody, you know, I and you, re- you remember times and it says, even the kids now, we're getting that way and they're being custody. You know, you're on Facebook and it comes up with the, the memories and stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh, look at him. <laughs> but we're going through the photographs, but see the kids, they're like memorising we do it it's like what a buzz when you get the old photographs or or even sitting on the phone sometimes but seeing you take out the actual photographs I'll actually have to change mine because I've got so many maybe landscapes and stuff they'll be like I don't want to see that I'll I'll, I'll need to get more of the family stuff separated but I'm kind of my mum's got all the family photographs because she's always been in photography as well and my gran was into it as well and we've got a large family so my mum scans a lot of these in there and does stuff and puts her out there and I've got quite a lot of the family stuff now as well. I've scanned a few in and keep them. I think it's amazing going back and see, you know, great grandparents and I know, but I don't like going back and looking because I've got some right dodgy haircuts and some of the Mate, you've ones. still got a dodgy haircut, I know, what are you talking I know. about? That's because it's lockdown though. You've still got hair, mate. Mine's is starting to thin out, so I don't actually feel sorry for you. Yeah, but your hair always looks like that anyway. You think so? Anybody else about that, mate? You need a haircut. You like, like, you're like, uh, you're like the the, doc, the black doctor in The Simpsons every time you see him. When he goes back in time, he's got like a Mr. T haircut or braids and stuff. That's where every time cut you meet him, he's got a different hairdo. Listen, mate, you've done fantastically well today. You think? Ah, uh, well, you've done all right. I thought we were going to talk about boxing. We should actually. like. That's another thing we share, isn't it? Yep, massive boxing fans. Do you remember going to Prague with the college and we all met up in Glasgow before we went and we went to the Curtain House just off George's Square? Me, you, uh, I can't remember who was at the table. It was Eugene, the lecturer. Yeah. And we had a right good conversation about boxing. That, that God, that, how long you go back? That was the last year at college. That, like, we are both into our boxing big yeah. time. And that was a great conversation. It just says I, I can remember that specific one. These are, this is the reason, mate, that I set up these That's podcasts because I want to talk about the stuff. Like, 
it's just dead interesting like you've brought stuff to table or Eugene and you learn stuff and you're like oh I didn't know that man it's it's amazing and I that's why this podcast good you're driving along the road and you're like I like boxing like that's something I like I'll football go. photography and it's just somebody else talking about it just brings something to the table you're like oh nice man that's something I'd love to do is photograph a big top fight in Vegas or anywhere do you know what I seen just when you said that and I hadn't seen it for ages like the golden era obviously for me is the old uh, Raging Bull sort of stuff you know the black and yeah. white right back in the day hardly any advertising the lighting was much more kind of not as elaborate but set up in a way that yeah. it went all in there and you had just even the way people used to dress and things right and I'm sure you can get great stuff now but that for me is the pinnacle but I think it was it was when Joshua won that fight you know the rematch with the uh, Mexican guy oh, his name's escaped me man Ruiz Ruiz, right? Yeah. He beat him, but I think it was actually Sky Sports on Twitter or something. They shared the picture, but they've got a picture of maybe actually run up to the fight or something because I'm sure it was Joshua, maybe from a previous one, he was getting into the ring. But he, I think he had like white gloves on and white ropes and stuff, but they, they allowed it black and white. And it was like, I just went, whoa, that's a cool yeah. picture. It just struck me because obviously it's all colour. Yeah, you don't get a lot of black and white now, that's why. But when it's done one. like that, and yeah. they obviously knew, like, Susie's like, we got to do it, and they've been yeah, unanimous. We're putting that in, it just, that looks amazing. So when you see stuff like that, boxing, I see it with the UFC as well, like, it must be hard just with ropes and stuff. I know, shooting for the fence, difficult. I love the ones, like, the, the shots from above and everything. Aye, I love the, the, one of the ones, I think it might have been was a, like a remote camera from Lewis Tyson fight. Surely that was the first one I'd seen it from. We told me the ones right that above the, rope? the right above the ring. Right. No, Tyson's lying flat out, and uh, Lewis is walking away from him. I'm sure it's that fight. What a picture that is! Outstanding, just because of the angle, because everything's usually up through the ropes. Again, getting get the moment. That's like but you with like you like you. Kirk talked about um, having like f- three, four cameras. Yeah. But you had the remote one. Your remote one is the one that sits in behind the goals. Sits behind the goal. Behind so the net, right? Mi- so if you miss it in the, the short, <laughs> short lines, it picks it up, basically. <laughs> so Kirk basically sets it up in a wee uh, tripod, points in the right way, puts it on a very wide angle that captures the whole goal, uh, pre-focuses it, and he'll have a radio trigger that when he fires his camera, it'll fire that one behind yeah. the goal, right? But you, you can get fed up with these shots as well, but sometimes it just works a peach like the keeper, like going fingertip, yeah. but not quite getting it. They're going in, like especially penalties and stuff. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, I love I But you get a wee bit gimmicky sometimes. I know, but I love shots that people don't see a lot, and that is like one of them as a remote, because you know you might only get one frame out of 2,000 behind the goal that looks good, because a lot of it's nothing you yeah. don't get anything but I do like shots because it needs to fill the frame almost because you're so wide that if it's just a wee small thing it's not striking enough yeah. is it yeah I like shots even when I've got time I was jumping about the stadium you know and taking shots from different angles that you don't that's what I'm saying see. you are a wee bit creative that way because yeah. sometimes you can get stale and stuff but you push yourself to get different things even putting a remote up in the stand I've done that before shooting down right on top of the goal which is brilliant it's a great angle that you don't usually see but I'll only usually do that in a lower key game because try and add something to it try and add something to it yeah I know mate the Rangers and Celtic games are just no you can't you don't really want to miss anything I've spoke to Greg and they're such unique occasions man probably because it's so hard to get a ticket but I'm surprised you don't see more tourists getting to it you know what I mean but like I said about that the different angle um, the last Celtic Rangers game there at Parkhead uh-huh. um, I was up in the stand for 
the second goal that Rangers scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting in between the Rangers and Celtic fans. Intentionally, or did you get caught yeah, out? No, I did. I did get caught out eventually once Rangers players had stopped celebrating because at Celtic Park, if Rangers score, the players always run towards their fans. Now the security and the police came out and ruined can ruin a lot of the pictures. So because. I've now got an assistant at Rangers. He was actually down in the pit, so I decided to go behind him. Ah, you get that cover, fans, isn't it? Yeah. Which worked out a treat because uh, Nicola Katic scored a header and ran towards us. Now I'm sitting up there. And, and that framed with either sets of the fans? Yeah. I don't think I've seen that photograph, mate. Oh, it's you a, it's, send it's a cracker, I'll show you. But it was good because all the police and shirts came out. That's a buzz as well. Like you doing that, as you says, so much could go wrong there. Yeah. And it's like, it's all that cheesy stuff, like the greatest risks pay off the most. And it's true, and seeing it pays off when you get yeah. something like, what a good feeling, man. Because it looks as if the police and the stewards are in trying focus? to. focus? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it looks as if the police and the stewards are trying to stop Rangers from celebrating in there. Well, that's, a, that, that's a sad thing about football they now. Should that's be, just they, changed. The police and the stewards should be watching the fans. It's, it's just a shame that it gets that way. That's the whole thing, like getting booked for celebrating and. That's all part of it, man. That's the biggest thing is wanting to score and things. I can understand certain things need to be addressed, but I'll never get that one. But I get thrown out two minutes later. By whom? The security. Because obviously all, all, that, all eyes must have been on that corner uh-huh. and then they've noticed me in the stand. But I'd already got the shot, so Did I was you just happy. Did Garrett there for yeah. your own safety sort so of thing? So they put me back into the pit, but I'd already got the picture and it was a winning goal, so it was all good. Buzzing, man. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's when the plan comes together, yeah. yeah. When the, all these special moments and you get it, there's it's nothing better. Like even applies like to the weddings when certain things happen. I think as a photographer's job, like you can have a nice background, nice light, you can post process it, blah blah, do all these things fine, but it's capturing that special moment. Yeah. You can take a picture of somebody and they're, they're talking, you, they can pull that horrible face like mid thing, and then you just get that wee moment, it's just perfect, doesn't it? It's like doing the me and Kirk used to photograph a lot of the music festivals yeah. and that was part of the thing you know them singing you could get but soon you just get that rock star yeah. the, the, the lights right you know it was one of the best ones for me was the strokes because that was sunset at Teen the Park was it sunset? I thought it was right in the middle of the day and the sun was Maybe I'm mistaken. Face. I'm sure. It I didn't like the light because anyway. the strokes were on earlier. Maybe I look back with the rose-tinted glasses on because see, at that moment... They Maybe had, you had a few too many tenants that day. I know, that was... Well, tenants were sponsors and you could <laughs> booze quite heavy. And I'm like, yeah, beauty, man. Big Clark, he was driving, so I, I necked a few beers. They had all the food. Get wicked pictures. I think maybe I, I thought was I not late? We went somewhere after. Maybe I think to maybe do you want know photograph of Marshall Beer and I've not. I seen the Wu Tang Clan, and the pictures were crap. Yeah, you just did have a lot of urine. Yeah, and cops flung at you. Yeah, and then you'd have to send away your lens because it, the zoom me- mechanism would dry out with all the crystallized PP. Uh, doing the festivals was great. We done loads together. No, I mean I missed them. It says they were like. Isle Sky was fantastic. Just that was the first time I was up to Sky, yeah, which happens to be my favourite place for you know natural beauty that I've been to. Definitely in the UK, nothing comes close to. The I know, I've Sky. said to you before that that festival it was snowing. Yeah, my memories are. It was. It was. I May. remember May. being Baltic because yeah, the winds were, the, the winds were ripping in that that night. Because remember, it was, we were out talking to all the the festival goers because yeah. get really good pictures of that, like all the tents set up in the hills and things. Yeah. But again, I I think going back to some of these places that we went to Prague with the college, we, I went to the Isle of Skye, I, I didn't take enough pictures, man. I should have been much more, I would have loved to have done that. 
Yeah, you like to do go that back. again then, eh? Aye, because I'm much more focused yeah. and motivated what I want and I'm starting to shoot what I can see and I feel... Like, photography, like, people say, oh, you're very, you'll get it as well. You're very talented. And I'm like, I'm not talented. That's not the right word. I've been doing it for a long time and I love it. So I work to get better. Talented guys are guys that I see that get wicked after two years. They're starting up. I was I look back at my stuff. I was shite for years and like, years. Like I only starting to feel the last few years really that I can shoot good on a bad day if you if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because anybody can shoot a cracking sunset of some gorgeous you're on a bikini or whatever whatever your thing is to shoot. Like anybody do that, but the sort of cold wet Wednesday night at Stoke is the nights you need to kind of get proper stuff when the chips are against you. Like you book a wedding photographer. You need to make sure that he's got the skills to do it like that. Listen, guys, it's rained off. We're, we're stuck in this. It's uh, different colored walls. It's tight. You don't know how to use a flash. Some of these, some of these guys don't use flash. That's not their style. And there's no light kicking about in there. You need to think in your feet and you need to be good to show your experience. So definitely not talented, but love it. Like yes, you, you are. Don't you note yourself. Don't no, I mean, I don't. And I'm dead adamant about that. I've actually got a good book. You ever read the, the, movie, uh, the book called Bounce? No. It's a take on the 10,000 hour rule that if you do something properly aye, for some that, I, that's he kind of sums it up. I, I believe what my biggest thing is, to be honest, mate, and this goes to prove because you're one of them, is certain relationships I've had with people, right? Obviously, my girlfriend was the only one that was uh, enthusiastic or encouraging when I first said I want to do it. Mum and dad are like, you dumb, get, go get a real job sort of thing, right? Everybody, hi, I think. Whoever it was, she was the only one like, you can do this. So like custody support, obviously my mum's support throughout the years and everything she's done and even probably ignited from her early photographs. Guys like you that got my foot in to shoot at Livingston. Guys like Mick that I used to work with in IT that first told me get your pictures on the website when it was kicking off. Uh, Ian, my pal, Wills that send jobs my way when they're busy or just help me out. You know, just these, these the relationships that got me through. I'm just lucky that I've, that's, maybe where the town is I hooked up with the right people mate because I look back and I'm like man there's no way some guys are so driven so talented and they don't get to the places that I've been and it's nothing to do with talent it's to do with just a lot of luck maybe oh, of course I was lucky getting the job at Rangers but are you lucky you made your luck there as well nah I was lucky mate you went and you knew what you wanted you get kicked in the balls and you came back a wee guy especially that age you didn't get back in it could be hurtful man you could be off doing our stuff because you, you became I guess a postie after that for a bit because then you came back yeah aye. so you could have gave up me it's like not giving up that's what I'm saying I didn't give up photography and I've gave up most things in my life like I'm, I'm into fads like the now it's cycling I love cycling I'm doing the gardening you know slabbing and stuff enjoying stuff like that I won't be well, to be fair the cycling's been maybe about five years now but I get into different stuff as well I like so many different things so I can't even control all my focus on one thing but photography is good because we can mix football um, so done boxing I've done, done my final project on boxing in fact remember at college the black yeah. and white stuff because I said to in another podcast that I get pictures of uh, that boy Chris Riley who's been in like Game of Thrones and right. been in a few other you know EastEnders I'm saying that as if that's a bad thing it's not EastEnders people 23 million people used to watch that you know what I mean per episode but Captured him, the trainer in there, wee Barry, was great. Gave him, gave him a big hand-printed black and white print, probably about 16 by 20. He'd got that framed up. Um, I got a boy who turned professional, and that was a really good shot. I came together, got a wee bit of speed in his hand, throwing on pads, black and white, old-school gym, and he made it pro, and I'm like, oh, you're a beauty. I've got a picture of me young, but 
uh, his career never kind of went the way it should. But I like the grassroots. I'd like to do more. Like once we get back going to the boxing, I'm, I'd said to the boy, I says, listen, I want to start bringing my camera down here. Because when I go to boxing, I don't want to take my camera because I'm there for Jack. Uh, I'm doing workouts. Yeah. He's doing workouts. We're helping each other. We're encouraging each other. So I want to give him my focus. But I said to the guys, I says, man, I've talk, been talking to the boys in a lot, mate. You've got a face. There's just such characters in there, you know? And some guys that, one boy is just probably about to leave. I'd like to get him because he's a fantastic talent. He's a big, strong boy. Well, get and he's early, motivated. Get, get those early shots him, then. He could be the first. I know, because that's what I'm saying. I, I told him, I said, guys, man, just even get portraits or whatever again. Because I've done a couple of videos of wee Sammy with the phone. You know, wee Sam's been in for a spa. Yeah. And I've done a wee funny one and stuff like that. And I sent to the boys, oh, mate, you need to start bringing that you know, a camera in. So definitely going forward, I want to do stuff, the boxing. But you don't get contacts to get us in for some shows. The box, not at all. The no. boxing, no. I mean, there must be limited uh, snappers yeah, that they let in there yeah, because I, there's not a lot of room. So, no, there's not. Um, it's mostly the big agencies that will get in. A few newspaper guys. Aye, the guys, the experience, I know. You just need to get some friends in high places. I'd love to do that, man. Even you can start doing small shows. I would. Sometimes you just like Jack had a fight up in the Marriott, which is a nice hotel, and the lighting setup. It was a proper show they put on. Right. And now everyone was like tempted when it would happen I'm like I wish I'd photograph him and I'm like nah I'm not. and again I wanted to be in the moment to support him because I wanted to catch everything about how he was feeling and he went in yeah. done brilliant mate I know there's a lot of good such stuff such a confident boy uh, even Big Josh uh, etc you know all this stuff Britain's it. always been a boxing hub that's what even like who was it Tyson talks about you've been listening to his podcast and his show some of it he talks it. about the British boxing fans see any boxer that knows the stuff they always talk about the British guys because they know it's basically started here in its modern form right that he says the fans look at guys like Lennox Lewis granted he was born but he actually moved to Canada right yeah. when he was young troubled teen do you know who he, do you know who he used to train with in the same gym do you know the comedian Russell Peters no I don't the know. Indian Canadian guy no big massive you've probably seen him they used to go when they were like 15 or something so he knows him they've got a relationship and it's just quite funny like two guys that went to the top of their chosen field but Lennox Lewis was in Canada but like Greg Grzeski and lots of guys they get to a point that the money people look at them and go you're in Canada here mate Aye. see if we go you can get the English public behind you yeah granted Lennox was English British public sorry mate I'm not you know what I mean mate I sorry that's that's even a better word because it is the British public right so they get told to come over here but a guy like Greg Grzeski he's get he's born in Canada and he's of I guess like Polish descent or something right. he's not even British but he he came over didn't he yeah because they know they're so passionate you can make careers here and do really well because boxing is not just about your skills it's about the team behind you and it's actually going a bit crazy everybody's into it YouTubers and they're talking about Tyson fighting are those YouTube guys? I never ever watched that. I never even knew them. Well, and the two fights. Jack now. told me I've I've bought both. Right. No, I never bought the second one. I bought the first one because I get flack for the guys. Are like, you buying the YouTube? And I'm like, listen, I like watching any sort of boxing. Granted, it's not you know the best technique. <laughs> We're far from it, but I like watching a scrap with two guys that want to scrap. I don't like to see one guy fight somebody else that doesn't want to fight. I hate bullying, but seeing two boys are up for it, go for it. And Jack was like, I'm dying to see this. He was well invested. So whatever I spent, a few of his mates came up. Uh, even my daughter sat and watched it. She had a couple of pals. My wife was there. And we just sat, had a few sweets. <laughs> it was brilliant, man. They watched it. They were right into it. Favourite boxer? Ever? Yeah. Mate, I don't do, I tell my kids, I don't do favourites, man. I no. could tell you my favourite current final, maybe, or 
American, Canadian. Well, who did you look forward to? Tyson was obviously the most, like, we grew up at that time, mate. Like, I was, he was just destroying people. Like, yeah. I wasn't, I the, wasn't. Before I used they to, get in the ring. To be honest, and I, who was I talking I don't know if it was a podcast or somebody else, that we used to watch boxing when I was a wee guy. Like, my mum would go shopping and I'd maybe stay with my older brother or my dad. And a big fight would be on the telly. And I remember watching, like, Marvin Hagler. It was either a rerun or something. And I, like, my dad's not big in the boxing, whatever, but I would always catch stuff. But, like, Tyson, it was just getting flung all about us, right? And I had Mike Tyson's punger for the Nintendo and stuff, and we were right into that. And I just think the fact, like, whoa. And even his low points, like, coming to Glasgow and stuff was, like, a big occasion because he came to Glasgow, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I follow his new podcast. Like, the thing with Mike Tyson is he was such an alpha. He destroyed guys mentally before they got in. Yeah. Yeah. So I told, that's what I told Jack. Jack, for his first fight, I explained to him that that's scariest guy on the planet. He was, you name one guy that's put that much fear on somebody. I told my boy, I says, do you know when he goes in the ring, he says he's scared, seeing he's walking. I says, so if a man like can get scared, I says, you can get scared. I says, but you just let it know that it shouldn't overrule your thoughts and you know what you've got to do. Do the best to breathe and keep cool and stuff. So I says, but what he does is he's got certain songs and I'm like, and it was a DMX tune. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a pure hard thing. And I'm like, look, look at Tyson. I says, he's scared. He's walking down, man. Pure heavy beats. <laughs> Stern. Unbelievable. The most intimidating walk you'd ever seen. I says, he's scared. So that's what Jack had for a song. And he just wants it on a time. He's going to get in the car. Dad, stick that number on. Get your phone up. Brilliant. So Mike Tyson for me is like, he's my favorite all time boxer. Greatest, it's hard. I think pioneer-wise, you'd have to get Muhammad Ali for style and stuff because before it was probably just the biggest, strongest guy. I know you had all his skill and stuff, but I just mean he brought the the showbiz aspect and all that, didn't he? The partner, like the what Conor McGregor and all that dude, to become the biggest, you know, the shit talking things, and he actually backed it up. But I like guys the nerve man. I could watch like Lomachenko man. He's oh, like he's amazing, he's, a, he's a demon he's man. Amazing. He's like a ghost. You're fighting yeah, a ghost. Like a computer game. But I like the guys like Tony, uh, Tony Bellew who are all heart. Yeah. That, you know, he's he's flabby about the tummy. So is Tyson Fury. But what about Dad bod. Mate, he, but again, he he's a guy that is generations deep in the boxing. Yeah, no, like his old boy yeah. boxed. A guy like Tyson Fury is huge guy, but what a boxer, man. See the no, way he moves. And people talk like the head movement is brilliant. I know. But then you've got a guy like Wilder who's get such raw... Power. Power, mate. He, he, he never started boxing until he's like in his 20s. I know, he's a basketball. Is it any basketball before? Mate, he probably just done anything physical. I think he'd done deliveries like uh, Coca-Cola and stuff, but he's just obviously got a rhythm and power. It all comes together. He's got an awkward punch that he can end somebody's... He can get beat the whole time. He get totally schooled off Fury, though, in the, the two fights. I was so pleased for Tyson because obviously we... I, I wasn't a big fan when he came out because he used to say he was one of these guys sometimes you just don't take guys right if they're a bit wide Yeah, and he was saying some things I'm like you know what you've been quite disrespectful yeah. with people and that and I'm like there's no need and it didn't come across funny or anything yeah. and then he went through all that he went beat Klitschko I like the Klitschko see, see Vitaly Klitschko brilliant he's only lost twice I know one of them he had the dislocated shoulder mate and see his next one is Lennox Lewis Lennox Lewis now if you watch that fight he was winning that fight yeah it was a cut he, in the eye. He got cut in the eye. Yeah. He didn't want a rematch. No wonder. Vitaly, you ever watched? I went, like, I spend a lot of time editing and stuff, so I'll go in mad things. Like, uh, I put the two screens up, so I, I'll watch, like, Vitaly's fights or his highlight reels and stuff. Phenomenal knockout rate and stuff. And his brother was a lesser model of him and was a champion for, like, eight, oh, ten years. Well, it was more than ten years. 
So is it not the longest reign ever? A style that people don't like, but they don't know boxing, mate, do they? No. People don't like Mayweather because he's running away and all that. No, he's he's not getting hit. That's why he looks that way. His, his nickname before Money Mayweather was Pretty Boy. Pretty boy no, because he never get hit. I know. But he grew up with his dad and his uncles, who but, are both professional boxers, and he grew up and he wanted it. But maybe they've changed his style because he was an aggressive fighter. He did, mate. Aye, he was very aggressive, but he, he also moved up too. And he also realised that if you get punched and aggressive, you're going to be half daft. Yeah. And it's done right. Now and we know certain things that there is a risk, but there's a no, there's a risk with just about everyone in there. Of course there is. You want to do skateboarding? I couldn't do skateboarding because I didn't like falling on the ground I from the moon. That's one object. thing I could never go with a skateboard. Nah, mate, I just I'm not not into that sort of thing. But the boxing is like I kind of I wish I'd kind of done it when I was younger. You're ugly enough. I know, mate. I've got a body like my brother. I used to do the <laughs> portraits of my brother a lot when we were out of college, so he would be like the the test dummy guy. And I remember like, tons of people were like, is your brother a boxer? <laughs> no, I know, it's just a big Macedonian <laughs> nose. It looks as if we've taken a few. But going to watch boxing is not the best thing. Well, we've been, I mate, think right? it's better viewed on the TV. I, I, would, I would say, like, you can take in uh, the event, the atmosphere and stuff. When it comes to the boxing, it's even the UFC. Like, my pal says, when they came to Glasgow, you want to go? And I'm like, aye, but I didn't really want to because I like seeing it properly. Yeah. And to be honest, mate, there's a lot of bam pots in these fights. They just want to fight. Yeah, that's why half the bars are shut. But I, I, I love it, and it says now guys that are like Lomachenko, and you know, you know, it's actually my current favorite. Actually, just for like, I'm interested to see where he goes. Just a wee bit of spike interest because I've enjoyed his last few fights. His big Yusik, you know, the big Ukrainian boy. Right. He is fantastic. I don't think he's quite big enough frame wise to fight the big boys, right? Because he's a cruiserweight, yeah, and he's going the top. But I think he'll clean up your kind of lesser guys. But I think when you start getting your bigger guys, he might struggle. But Daniel sent you the video where he was doing his training. No, his whole lifestyle, like he stays in these stables. He does a lot of stuff like countryside, but he does it a wee bit harder, right? And they were showing him training. That guy is talented, man. You should see him dance. I want to about Dick Jackie, and I'm like, look at this guy, man. He was like. I thought Lomachenko as well. Similar. He was a dancer, sure. So, but this guy, he's juggling, he's doing all the tricks. He's just, he's got it. And even Tony Bellew, that fight, like he he knew. And he was just like, listen, mate, I know, he, I know you're going to be this and that. He says, but you get a fight in your hand. And he does mean it. And you can see it. So I enjoyed his last few fights, Tony's as well, because I knew this is his moment. It'll be interesting to see who he fights next, though. You sick? They're talking about Chisora and stuff, I think, wouldn't they? Chisora, maybe um, Dillian White. Dillian White would be a man at this stage. He's not ready for him. Doig is ready for him. Dillian's a good fighter, man. No, I know he is. He's a big lump as well. Yeah. be interesting to see him I think, preferably, if I was as a fan of him, I'd like to see him get a fight, just fighting a bigger boy that's not quite at Dillian's level, because I think that that could derail. Because boxing is that way. See, in the UFC, two guys are going to match him up. It just depends, and they'll give you a couple of shots to get back. You maybe get, depends how big you are, but you'll get maybe one, two shots to get back in once you lose. Like boxing, it just goes, ooh, ooh, fizzles away. Yeah. I'm not a fan of UFC. No, you never have been, mate, but no, I, I, I love brutal. it. Far too brutal. Well, you say that, but some of these boxing matches, they're getting a constant. Even the UFC, if they do get it, like they stop the fight as well. I don't know, but sometimes... You've seen some of these boxing, like, look at like, the Gatti fights with Ward. You know, I think that's brutal. No, because they're not getting kicked in the head or knee in nah. the head, etc. Yeah, but that's, you know, these fights, people don't come out the same. My first fight, my first uh, live one I watched is, I think the guy was from Brazil and the boy was holding him down, he's going to pop his arm and the commentators were like, wow, they're going to pop his arm, wow, yeah. and he snapped his arm and they were all cheering. I'm like, nah, that's... You don't really see that too much now because obviously they'll tap, but some guys will have stuff like that. I don't like, 
overly gruesome stuff is a big thing like the fights because they're using elbows and sharp parts of your bone that will open up in yeah. certain parts so the blood splatters it's a bloodbath and always like first they look at his eye yeah. but you've seen the boxing too mate there's always blood at the end of the UFC fight most of the they're time yeah, it is, but I don't, I'm not overly their ears are always like cauliflower so you don't really get that with a boxer I was talking someone get beat up man and says but a lot of them come away with it's just the fighters mate that's what they've got in them that's what they do aye I say I'm I'm heavily I, I watch more UFC because I I've one of my my TV package obviously we get all the fights so I record it and I always watch it like the next day I forward through all the fluff and stuff most of the time but I I'm deeply into the UFC world and boxing I love but I miss more fights because it's the pay per view stuff I try yeah. to watch YouTube and stuff but yeah, I was just saying the cussing like, we like the boxing and if we get fights on man you're, you're a scorer or something man yeah. you can start throwing them like, we've I got hate, the kids I, tele it I gets hate, pricey I, I hate the ones that are four in the morning five in the morning I don't, um, I don't stay up for them anymore fights are like that. I know I'm the same I've just recorded them I stayed up morning. for Ricky Hatton's I remember that was a big yeah. one I'd done few McGregor's uh, that just throws me off staying up that long no I know it's can't now the kids no I totally definitely that. but I was still like uh, we got up Jack wanted to get up for the Conor McGregor Mayweather boxing so I got him up for that <laughs> that was a shambles did you hear what Mike Tyson's thoughts on that part? No, what did they say? He says, you know what? You watched that fight. Floyd obviously wasn't firing on all cylinders, right? No, Floyd said he only trained for three weeks before it. But as what Mike Tyson says, you're talking the best boxer probably currently living or up there, right? He didn't do that bad, did he? He says, he says I've got nothing but respect for his skills. He says, she actually watched. He says he ate a couple as well. Granted, so far apart. People only bought that in because they had a wee argument that could have been fabricated and it was gathering a lot of stuff that was going back oh he would battle you if if we'd done a fight because he could kick you and blah blah but it was when it's starting to go ahead and then people were starting to talk money and the money and the interest that they seen they're like let's put on this circus needs to go I I'll, you know what if two guys want to, I want to watch Tyson fight he's going to be do 53 you? no no way Brian I Come do on. I know he might be fast in the pads but his legs won't be fast no, he and won't. He'll take punishment right away. Maybe <laughs> after one or two. What the guy says is that, listen, Mike, you're gonna have to probably knock him out in the first round. But he's been known to do that. I know that, but if he doesn't, he's gonna take punishment. Who? No, but it depends who he fights. You should fight another old guy, maybe Hot yeah, or something. No, you don't. Want I don't mind him. I don't. I used to be like protecting your legacy and that, but I don't mind. Just enjoy it for what it is. You know, it's a different time. It's basically a different person. I, I, I would watch it. No, I wouldn't pay to watch it. Put it that way. No, well, well, it depends, man, because sometimes it's just like, always goes back to see if my family are interested, we'll put it on because I just always love when we all sit together and watch something. If yeah. it's a movie, I like boxing, so I'll watch it. I would say Jack with the YouTube thing, he says they were dead excited. I was even before he started going to boxing and then uh, Jessica, they had their pals in the same mean custody. It was, it was a nice day and I'm like, it was no problem. Well, man. If you like old guys coming back, what about Frock v... Who? Um, Groves? Joe? No, Joe, um... Kogzaggy. I've seen him call yes. him out, actually. Yeah, Frock's been calling him out again recently. And there's I'll been say, a lot of bad blood there coming but I'll from tell you what, for right? years. So, Carl if there's going to be anybody coming out of retirement... a very good boxer who has got enough ego, he takes care of himself. I know that. Have you seen the nick of Joe? Doesn't matter, though. He's a party boy, man. I know that, but he's earned that. Mate, I, I, he's the best British boxer ever. I know, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, you know... Jack had his way in in the boxing club. They've got a big graffiti mural of Joe Calzaghe right behind where Jackie Boy get weighed. So he's obviously standing with the fist up, you know, with, with Joe. Got a, well, I, I've not with the prop. It would have been good to get the prop. Right. We got a picture of the phone. 
and I posted on Twitter and I tagged Joe and to be fair he liked it so I, mean, I thought that was cool that he'd done it it'd be nice if he maybe said something but it is what it is I thought that was cool and I told Jack and he's like oh cool there's a different lifestyle getting led and seeing you get older mate it'll catch up with but you like I said if there's anybody going to come out of retirement and fight it should be they too because there is beef there fr- only from Frock not from I think Kalzaghi. I think maybe Kalzaghi had a few fights a wee bit I think he's a bit more I would maybe not like to see him going maybe suffered a bit more damage I know he's undefeated but I just mean lengthy no, I, wouldn't like, I wouldn't like to see it but if, if, I mean I wouldn't like to see Tyson do it again but like I said if there was going to be retired you guys know what, I just be saying that actually I would like to see it but sometimes you do like you get to get that sinking feeling of seeing somebody who you used to like kind of get mm. put in his ass Nigel Benn was coming back there wasn't he I know he's, he's a maniac I was, in, fact, in fact I was watching a clip of I can't remember it was the boxers and it was showing him he's getting vicious knockouts man yeah, he always did have he is some boy, man. I can remember watching the, the 94. Do you think he get talked out of his? Aye, I As think opposed so. to, because he said he was injured. Yeah, I think so, because there's a lot of people dead against it, because he's in his 50s, right enough. But a lot of people aren't talking Tyson out of it. Nobody would say it to Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Tyson went off on a wee thing there that he's got a podcast set up, but it's a... He ex- would fail a drugs test, surely. I know, mate. He's puffing weed like you wouldn't believe, That's right? Saying, so, so he... He wouldn't get a license. He's got his podcast where it's like an ex-NFL player, a big, tall, kind of California-type talking dude. I don't think he's from California, but he's like, hey, you know, sort of. And I think he's the brains and maybe the finance behind the podcast. They've had really big guests, like Eminem was on it. Um, just a who's who of guys, big Tyson Fury. Uh, but I just mean big names, because um, it's obviously Tyson. Yeah. But this boy's kind of taking them through, because there's certain guys that, these sports stars there was the way in life and that but he's licking toads bellies and that and uh, I think it was Joe Rogan was speaking with saying like I won't box again I've got no interest I don't watch it and stuff but then he put a lot of weight on and that he's just puffing weed but maybe he's looking himself and I'm like well, that's where I got my respect and what I was maybe I need to do it because he's some shape isn't he no I know that I know think he's on steroids no no he probably he's doesn't probably need them to be fair but it's some transformation from under a year no I know you see him at his heaviest? Yeah, he was 28 stone or something. In fact, there was it? a Klitschko fight in Germany, you know, they put these mad shows on, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all kind of, they put their own German sort, of, German sort of glamour to it, but they had ex-boxers talking about Klitschko, how good he was, but like big names, and it was Tyson, and I'm like, is that Tyson? Somebody at him. Big belly, massive, and I was like, that was the first time, I'm like, whoa, he's obviously partying too hard. Mate, I used to love uh, Scott Harrison. Yeah, he was good as well. Mate, we used to go to the pub on a Friday night. I know. And we used to watch it. My That's big mate, his free. wife, and my wife, uh, we were girlfriends at the time. And we used to go, and we used to watch the free fights, during the last, a yeah. few pints, and we watched this guy destroy everybody and go win a, a world title. Yeah. It was amazing. Brilliant. Heavily invested. And you know, it was good, because you don't actually see quite often that Scot- Scottish sports fans were right behind them. Yeah. But they dropped him quick, I felt. You know, you get a lot of flawed guys that people stuck about, but again, I think he did go off the rails, but he he was such a talented, strong guy, man. No, I know that. There was always talk of him fighting Mayweather as well. There's still to this day, I think they're talking about comebacks as well, but I don't know. No, he's, he's late 40s now. Are he's the same age as me. Nah, no, I know late, mate. I think he's like 43. Is he? He's the age as well, sorry. Nah, his best days are well They are, but he's in fantastic shape. Maybe he can just pass on his knowledge to some other guy coming up. What do you think about Pacquiao? Do you think he should chuck it? Mate, he's one of your favourites. That's oh, maybe you've is. been trying to get one to. He is my favourite. He was. He just, 
you know what kind of gave up to him was just physically he just couldn't move up anymore and stuff he's been so many divisions so many big fights uh, fantastic definitely wish he'd fought Mayweather earlier yeah I gave him trouble then but then again Mayweather's smart enough fight something guys later fight something guys uh, later and then one's earlier like Canelo who fought him when he was young and a wee bit more experienced now he's running him up schooled Canelo I wouldn't go as far as to say that we've had this conversation Brian Mayweather schooled Canelo it was embarrassing it was embarrassing that was definitely the money you know the corruption of boxing right that was embarrassing. He, who who did they want to win? The white Mexican? <laughs> the ginger Mexican. He looks as if he's Scottish, doesn't he? He must have a Scottish uh, poster or something. I think it's like six or seven brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And I think most of them are professional boxers. I think a couple of them are well handy, but they're all black hair, like just Mexican boy. He's the only one that I'm like, DNA test. <laughs> oh, who did, who's that? There's another guy they're talking about pound for pound. Terence Crawford. Terence Crawford. Well, he beat he beat uh, Ricky Burns here. He's one to watch. He's a he's an interesting cat as well, uh, by the way. But he's but everybody's saying he's not really fought Andy. But he did come to Glasgow and beat Burns convincingly. Burns was fantastic. He had a wee good run yeah. as well. He's had too many fights now. And he needs to chuck it. Even just lots of these Scottish guys, you get a wee affinity. It's definitely a, a a national thing. People get behind their their country, don't they? Yeah, it's just when it comes to Part football, it's split. Right, very much so. And. They're even international level. I find a lot of guys are like Ireland or England. They're not even bothering with Scotland. But again, you tend to follow the teams that are more successful. Scotland have a a bad run. Maybe to I don't know. What, what, well, why do you think football? Uh, you've got teams like Iceland with populations of less than half a million doing it. So it's not just. I honestly don't know. I think a lot. Of, a and lot, we're so like immersed in it. When we're talking about the goals, well, half the football pitches are empty. Yeah, but I think good. Nobody's playing it. As a lot much. of people are playing different stuff now, but. It's just, it is funny because it is still a huge thing. Oh, it's massive. And you're part of it, mate. You've say you've done really well, man. I'm well pleased for you, mate. Tell everybody, my mate. Is that what you call me? He's a, nah, I don't say what I call you, but I'm chuffed that you've done it, mate. You, you set out and done it. You basically lived the dream. Because at that age, you knew you weren't playing professionally, but well, you you, were, you weren't that good anyway, so no, it's not like that happening. But you've done what you set out to do, mate, and not many people can do that. And that was a dream. And I says, even to this day, that if I have to change careers because this thing that I've done doesn't work out. I still am proud of myself that I've done something that a lot of people haven't done because it's difficult to become a professional photographer. At the end of the day, mate, I like taking pictures and I like editing them. That's kind of where I'm at. But uh, you done well, mate. Thanks you didn't so start too much. You did. And I do appreciate it. Maybe we'll bring you back on again. We'll do a boxing one or something. Yeah, I'd love to come back You on. could because you know your stuff. So thanks again, mate, no for problem. doing this. Thanks Listen, for having me. I really me do appreciate it. We went over for somebody for somebody that doesn't want to uh, do a podcast. I think this is my longest one yet. So hopefully I'll do it. I'll do better next time. We will. We'll do it next time, mate. So thanks again. No and problem. We'll Thank catch you. you later. Okay. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Cheers.